0: Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcast blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now, please enjoy the following podcast episode.
1: Welcome to My AP Biology Thoughts Podcast. My name is Pauline Billaway, and I'm your host for episode number 22 called Unit A Ecology, Food Webs and Food Chains and Types of Organisms. Today we will be discussing the classification of different organisms in each trophic level of food webs and varying food chains. To start off, let's differentiate between food chains and food webs. The picture shows how food chains are a smaller representation of an ecosystem. So several food chains within one ecosystem make up a food web. Therefore, a food chain will only show one organism at each trophic level, while a food web will show multiple producers, for example. That brings us into identifying the types of organisms in these food chains and webs. At the bottom are the producers that convert the solar energy into chemical energy that can be used by other organisms. All producers are autotrophs, meaning they make their own food. These producers are then eaten by herbivores, known as primary consumers. The next trophic levels are made of secondary consumers, tertiary consumers, and so on. These consumers are either omnivores or carnivores. Lastly, two other types of organisms that are often forgotten about are detritivores and decomposers as shown in the picture. Detritivores consume material to break it down, so this would be like an earthworm. However, decomposers feed off dead decaying matter like fungi. Fungi release a liquid that breaks down the matter to suck up the nutrients. A key element of food chains is that only 10% of energy is transferred between trophic levels, so producers must provide a lot of energy to sustain the highest consumers. A very local example of a food chain here in New Jersey is shown in the picture, including grass as a producer eaten by a grasshopper who would then be eaten by a small bird. This bird as a secondary consumer would be eaten by a snake and to take it one step further an owl could eat that snake. This is an example of only one food chain. So a food web in New Jersey would maybe also include a deer as a primary consumer eating the grass and a fox as a secondary consumer eating such things like rabbits. Food webs and the role of each organism involved within the food chain fit into the greater picture of ecology because of the effects that changes in energy availability can have on the ecosystem. For example, if there is a decrease in the amount of free energy available to the producer level, it affects everyone each trophic level would receive less energy so populations would decrease and the top trophic levels might even die out. Another example of these effects is the germination period of many organisms. Like this baby in the grass playing on Easter, a lot of organisms have their babies in the spring when the sun is out for longer periods of time. This is because the producers get more sun energy to grow which then means that more energy is transferred to the primary consumers to reproduce. To conclude, in the bigger pictures of things, the food future of food webs is pretty promising. The picture below shows that with elevated CO two levels in the atmosphere from climate change, producers that make their own organic chemicals like Glucose from carbon dioxide will produce more energy if there is more CO2 out there. Therefore, more energy is available at the heterotroph levels, so populations of consumers will will increase. Overall, food webs explain population size and therefore also population growth. Thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-ran podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thank you.